We have been in a series called Courageous Conversations uh, now for so far this year. And for the month of April, a pastor has taken you through a courageous look at your past. Then he took you through a courageous look at your present. And last week, you had courageous look at your future. On today, you have the courageous, a courageous look at your potential. Come on, say, a courageous, a courageous look, look at your potential. The question for today is, what is your true potential? What is your true potential? Now, potential is having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. You are showing or you have the capacity to become something else, something that you're not, you're not today, but the capacity or, or having or showing the capacity to become something to develop eventually in the future is your potential. Our primary scripture that we will have is, is one of my favorites, ever so simple, is now, is from Ephesians 3 and 20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in me. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus and all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, I just love this verse because it says he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask for or even think about. But the stipulation is it is according to the power that works within me. Come on, say the word potential. So your other question for today is, is it possible that you can do something you didn't know you could do? Is it possible that you can do something that you didn't know you could do? Come on and look at your neighbor and say, is it possible that you can do something you didn't know you could do? Turn and look at the other neighbor and say, is it possible that you can do something that you didn't know you could do? I believe that there is always potential in everyone. Even though, according to the scripture, even God has given you tremendous potential. But there are some things in life that can launch you to your potential or limit you can press you forward or put you just stop you dead in your tracks that's why I call them launchers and limiters now I got this term launchers and limiters because I started thinking about as as we approach the summer uh, it doesn't apply this doesn't apply to the this generation but when I was a kid as we got close to the summer it was always watermelon season and when it's watermelon season, you didn't have a watermelon in the store and you didn't have these cute little round watermelons that you could buy that you can pick up in the palm of your hand and toss like a ball. You know, it was these big watermelons and they would only be available during certain times of, of year. And so as you got close to the summer, then, you know, they would call the watermelon man. I almost, almost said watermelon because that's what we used to call the watermelon man, the watermelon man. With his truck would be filled with watermelon or you would go to the grocery store and it would be these huge crates filled with watermelon as you came toward the summer season. How many of you remember that? Okay. They 
those watermelon were not those cute little melons that you can bounce in your hand, but you actually, in order to get the watermelon out of the bin, you had to use two hands, reach down, pick it up. Before you would bother to pick it up, you would inspect it to see, make sure it didn't have too many bruises. And then, you know, some people felt like it had to have something, a discoloration on the bottom because that made it sweeter. And then I don't know how many of you came from the pluck and listen generation. Those of you who are under the age of 40 don't have a clue, but we can school you on how to determine. I really don't even know if that was true. It's just our imagination. But uh, Jackson's, I'll teach you how to pluck and, and expect watermelon. But you would go to the watermelon and you would just sit there and say, and then depending upon the sound of the watermelon will determine whether it was right. Am I correct, John? Okay. See, amen, amen. Once you decided that that was a good watermelon, then you could not just with one hand, like an apple or an orange or even those cute little melon balls that they sell, but you had to actually get two hands to reach down, lift it up, and try to work it into your grocery basket. Okay, so I thought about that particular watermelon and then I saw this show where they would have what was called a watermelon toss. And in a watermelon toss, they would take your real watermelon, not the cute ones, but the real ones to see just how far you can throw a watermelon. Now, of course, if you can't hold it in one hand, you have to actually use both hands and then you have to see just how far you can throw it. I always thought that was the unpardonable sin because, of course, you throw a watermelon, it's going to break and just like... My goodness, you ruined a watermelon. But anyway, you would throw, have a watermelon toss to see just how far you can toss it. Toss it. Of course, the distance was determined was based upon your strength, your arm strength, your leg strength, your ability to propel that watermelon forward. So it may just be a few feet because you're not talking about, you know, hitting the ground and how far can it roll. You know, that's cheating. You have to throw it and wherever it lands, when it says thump, that was the distance that you could throw watermelon based upon that person's strength. Well, later on, I started seeing some little things that looked like giant slingshots. They put the watermelon within this giant slingshot and pull that watermelon back. And of course, that watermelon could be launched, even though it was huge, and you could barely even get it in that giant slingshot, but you could put it in that giant slingshot and pull it back and release. And of course, that way, the watermelon would go for several yards. Launchers and limiters. Sometimes your potential is based upon certain things that can limit you, like the, the strength if you're just tossing a watermelon, and then there are some things that will launch you forward where it will give you this tremendous distance where you're looking back and other people are still behind you. Launchers and limiters. Let's look at some, I want to share with you some launchers and limiters that, that can determine your potential in life. Just how far you can go, whether you are able to reach your personal goals. A launcher and limiters the very first one that came to my mind is your conversation. Come on, say your conversation. Your words can either bless or curse. Your words can tear down or lift up. Even in James 3, 8 and 9, says, But no man can tame the tongue. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God, the Father, and then we turn around and curse men who are made in the image of our Heavenly Father. 
the power of our conversation. Your words can also speak life. In Matthew 9, Jesus spoke life to a lame man, spoke, uh, spoke life to a girl who had died, spoke life to a woman with an issue of blood, spoke life to even a tax collector, changed his life forever, spoke life to a blind man. All of the power of your conversation. Your conversation can launch, launch or limit your potential. Next, your thinking can launch or limit your potential. Thoughts about yourself and thoughts about your abilities. Thoughts about yourself or your abilities. It's amazing to me that I will see people who are just, I mean, they are doing great in school. They're actually absolutely beautiful. They could be on the cover of a magazine, but they are sometimes the most insecure people I've ever, person, it's the most insecure person I've ever seen. By the world's definition, they should have it all going on. But actually, they are too insecure to hardly be, barely even function. Thoughts of yourself. Thoughts of yourself. While you see other people, it's like they're walking confidently like, I got this. I got this. It's uh, every, uh, I used to do it every year. I don't do it anymore. But I would walk out during gym jam, and I would walk out on the court just talking trash like, yeah, I got this. I got this. And it's like, what Miss Temple about to do? I got this. Let me show you my favorite, my famous hook shot. And I would walk out just talking trash in my head. I'm thinking, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. And I'd walk out just talking trash, walking in confidence. And because I would walk out so confidently, I would take my hook shot and it said, swoosh. How many of you don't believe me? How many of you do believe me? How many in the house have seen me do it? You see me do it. Tell them, sure. Tell, wave so they could see. I told y'all, I don't tell tales. Praise. But notice, I don't know if it's going to happen anymore, so that's why I don't go out there talking trash. Like, yeah, come watch Miss Temple do her hook shot. You know, but I was confidently walking out there, even though in my head it was like, help me, Jesus. But I knew that I had, because of my confidence, I believe God just said, I'm going to honor that shot for her. Swish. Sometimes you limit yourself because of the, your thoughts of your own self. If you think about all of you have heard the story of Moses where Moses was raised in Pharaoh's household and he was extremely educated. But when he was no longer in Pharaoh's household, he all of a sudden got insecure. And then when God gave him a challenge, he said, I want you to lead my people out of bondage. Um, he gave God excuses. He said, God, I, I am not eloquent of speech. I'm basically saying I'm scared. You know, I cannot do it. And, of course, if God asks you to do something, he apparently believes in you. But if you don't believe in yourself, your thoughts of yourself, then sometimes that is your limiter. If you think, oh, yes, I'm bad. I can do a hook shot. Then it will propel you. It will launch you into your future. We see your conversation can launch or limit your potential. Your thinking can launch or limit your potential. Your environment can launch or limit your potential. Your family environment can determine whether you are launched forward or if you are limited. Launched forward or limited. Your very first ministry is not coming up here or doing some Bible study or sitting on the back of a truck and speaking through a big horn trying to tell people they need to get saved or even going to other countries. Your very first ministry is within your household. 
the roof in, under which you sleep. That is your primary ministry. And what you do within that primary ministry will determine whether the people who leave that household will be launched forward or if they are limited. I heard um, we had a, a wonderful, uh, in, in addition to pastor's birthday, there was this outreach that caught my attention. It was an outreach called Box Blessing. And it's a young lady now who attends our church that does that particular outreach called Box Blessing. And as she gathers all of these items, you know, and she creates these bags to give to individuals who are homeless. And I thought that is just such a neat concept. Now we have outreaches, of course, to all of our various shelters, but to see someone doing something that was not church motivated, you know, which just, just caught my attention. So of course you guys sowed a seed in that. Amen. You know, you bought some, some items, but I actually sent a message to those on my praise team to see, well, how many, if there's anyone who's interested in volunteering. And so we did have a couple of praise team members volunteer, but what caught my attention was one of our young ladies not only took herself, but she grabbed her son and her son might be about, how old? Nine? Okay, nine years old. She chose to bring him along with her. And after he had that experience of packing bags for those individuals who are homeless, he said, Mom, you know, that was neat. I'd love to do that again. Now, notice if his parents only limited his thoughts to, okay, the new tennis shoes are out. Let's go stand in the line at 2 o'clock in the morning. Or the new tennis shoes are out. Did you get your number? You know, oh, my goodness, what, what's the latest thing that's out? Do you have the latest outfit? Do you, have the latest, do you have the latest weave in your hair? You know, if that's all that was taught within that household, that's all those kids know understand would he they had uh, she had the ability to let him go anywhere he could have sat home played his games whatever but she chose to bring him alongside her for an experience that family household that environment can launch you forward or limit you your friends can launch you or limit you Something we kept saying to our kids over and over again, he, is who, he who is wise grows wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. Sometimes you could say, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, but were you with people who did it? Did you see the person who did it? He who is wise grows wise, the companion of fools. Are you the companion of someone who has foolish behavior? If you are the companion of someone having foolish behavior, you have the potential of suffering harm. Or are you the fool that someone is following you? Be careful. Your environment can launch or limit your potential. Your physical and spiritual diet can launch or limit you. There are a lot of things God may want you to do. But if you don't keep this temple of the Holy Spirit active, oh, my gosh, he will go to sleep on you. You know, Sister Lee used to always say as she grew older, she said, oh, my body is craving the grave. It's like, <laughs> so she would always just work out and exercise and eat properly and work out and exercise and eat properly. You know, that your physical diet can either launch you forward, give you opportunities or limit you. I know you want to travel the world, but understand there's a whole lot of going and running and racing if you want to travel the world. You have to have this body in order. And then also spiritually, 
Your spiritual diet can determine whether you are launched or limited. What are you not only, you may be feeding yourself all your veggies and all of that stuff, but what actually are you feeding your spirit? What is it? It's amazing to me that you can go watch something and it has 5,279 curse words. And you say, oh, but I think it just had one or two. It's like, what? Your ears have gone numb. I'm amazed at the things you have to think. The things, what are the things that entertain me? <laughs> he cheated on his wife for the fifth time. Oh, <laughs> shame. He should never do that. <laughs> what are you feeding yourself physically and spiritually? Your environment can determine whether you're launched or limited. And then finally, your level of, your level of obedience can launch or limit your potential. Are you doing what's requested of you? Are you doing all of what's requested of you? Are you doing a part of what's requested of you? Or are you doing none of what's requested of you? Because you say, it's wrong anyway. I should, they shouldn't ask me that. They need to ask her. That's not my job. Anyhow, that can launch or limit you. One of the things that I see all, often in ministry, and I tell a lot of people, they want opportunities. Like, I want God to be able to do this, that, and the other. I, but are you available? If you're, you're, as soon as we say amen, your head is one of the first door, head people out the door. Are you, what kind of opportunities can you have? You know, if, if, if pastor says, lift your hands as high as you want to be blessed, and your hands are here, okay? For some, he says, lift your hands as high as you want to be blessed. It's like, I want to get out of here is what I want to do. It's like, I'm already blessed, praise the Lord. That's not doing, choosing to do nothing. He says, lift your hands as high as you want to be blessed. You say, yes, God, I just want to be blessed so much. You know, yes, you're doing it, but you're doing, that's not all. If he said, lift your hands up high as you want to be blessed, the highest I can lift my hand is where I am. What are, what's your potential? Your level of obedience, your level of responding to what's requesting of you can determine whether you are launched or you're limited. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. My request for you today is as you are moving in the direction of, of your, your purpose and moving in the direction of your potential, please don't leave God out of your future plans. As you are praying and believing for what school shall I go to, please don't leave God out of your future plans. As you're praying, what city should I go to next, please don't leave God out of your future plans. As you're saying, okay, this is someone I'm considering dating and I may get married, please don't leave God out of your future plans. Because there's so much more that God knows about the situation that you can even imagine. Remember, he wants to bless you abundantly above all that you can even ask or think, but it's according to the power that works within you. So if you don't have the right power inside, you can be launched or limited. Your thoughts are limited, but God's thoughts are absolutely endless. Your ways, your path, your directions are limited, but God is everywhere, omnipresent. Your timeline is limited, but God serves beyond time. 
Your understanding is limited, but God is all-knowing. Don't leave God out of your decision process. Don't leave God out of your future plans. What is your true potential? Only God knows the extent of your true potential. But if you're willing to accept the power of God that works within you, as he will reveal more and more as you strive to make sure your conversation is correct. And as you strive to say, okay, God, I'm not going to think of my way, think of myself this way. What do you say that I am? I'm a royal priesthood, a holy, a chosen generation. What does God say about me? Be careful of the environment, what I place within my body and the places that I go and be careful of my obedience. And you would be absolutely amazed that instead of your potential being limited, your potential could be massively launched. I remember as a child, I always loved traveling. And um, uh, my, um, my mom is from Savannah, but my dad was actually from Darien, Georgia, which is a little town about 45 minutes south of Savannah. And so uh, we would, our definition of travel during that time was going to Savannah, Darien, Jacksonville, you know, or Jekyll Island. And so you just, I'm just talking about like a two, two hour ride up and down the coast was about all that I knew. And every now and then we would dare to go to Hilton Head. But that was my childhood definition of, of travel. So as I got a little older and later on, my parents divorced. And because of my mom's uh, desire to uh, expand her education, we started traveling to Atlanta. And then, so my, my vision actually left the coast and it is like, okay, Atlanta. Then she started going to college, other places. And I never forget the day we had to travel through Tennessee and Kentucky. I was so excited because I always read about mountains and I read about the green, blue grass and all these things in my history book. So I just could not sleep until I'm just looking outside the car window, looking to see mountains for the first time. I, my vision of travel was expanded in my childhood. Childhood. So I was always so excited, but I never really thought of anything on the other side of the Mississippi. And so eventually, as I got older, I thought, well, maybe one day I may dare to, to visit California. But, you know, uh, that's uh, my, my vision, my potential, my thoughts, just basically limited to the East Coast. But then here comes this man that God brought into my life which he forced my vision to go beyond the East Coast. And, and then I began to travel. My vision, my potential actually started going from coast to coast. And that was then my definition of norm. It's like, wow, God, this is neat. I can actually see the difference between the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean, not just read it in a book. I could actually see the difference between the mountains on the East, on the East Coast versus the mountains that are on the West Coast. Just so absolutely amazing abundantly above all I could possibly even ask or think. And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, God, you did it. But even my vision was not the same vision as my daughter's. Because she came up in a, in a household where, you know, going up and down the East Coast is easy. Going all the way to the West Coast was easy. But her prayer was another level. Her prayer was another level because of the experience that she had within her household. That's why I say your household can launch or limit you. Because of the experience she had in her household, her dream was even bigger than mine. 
And so because of a TV show that she used to love called The Crocodile Hunter, she used to always talk about she's going to go to Australia one day. And I'm thinking, child, please. But you know you don't say things like that to your children. It's like, that's fine, baby. Yeah, you're going to go there one day and meet the crocodile hunter. You're going to meet him on this TV is where you're going to meet. <laughs> but she would always say that over and over and over again. And God began to open up opportunities where, you know, pastor would travel and he started going overseas. It's like, wow. And I remember the first time we even went to Europe, it's like, wow, this is so awesome. But she's still praying and believing that one day she's going to go to Australia. And in my head, it's like, you know what? I'm just grateful that God let me see more than the East Coast mountains. And you sitting here talking about Australia. But you just, just continue to say, baby, that's fine. That's nice. But then one day, come on, say one day, God decided to answer her prayer. A phone call. Came. No, it wasn't even a phone call. Someone walked up to us at a conference while we were on the West Coast and said, I can't get to Pastor Rick right now, but I have an opportunity for him, and we would love for Pastor to come to Australia. And I thought, you, uh, on behalf of Pastor Ricky Temple, I accept. <laughs> and so I went and told him, I said, honey, um, they want you to come to Australia, and, and I said yes. You know, and so we're all excited, excited, so that's supposed to be just me and Pastor. But then we got a message, and the message said, we would love for your daughter to come to Australia and speak to our young people. Now, I never forget that she was actually in her apartment, sleeping on a sofa, chilling, and I walked up to her and I said, well, baby, you, you heard your dad was offered an opportunity to go to Australia. And she said, yeah. I said, well, we got a message today. And they said they would like you to come too. And they want you to speak. And her eyes opened wide. And she and I began to cry. Because I knew that it was something she had spoken into existence years and years ago. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask for think. According to the power that works within you, you are the limiter. It's not God. You are the limiter, not, not the white man and the black man or the boss or my daddy. Or no. You are the limiter. Please allow God to do a tremendous work in you. I believe that there are some people in the house who have desires to do something beyond what they thought they had of the ability to do. Remember my question that I told you to ask your neighbor. Is it possible that you can do something that you didn't realize you could do? What I'm doing today is something I did not thought I didn't had no clue that I could do. I could do a classroom of kids, a classroom of 25. And they're teenagers or, or young kids, but standing in front of grown people? No, nah, I didn't think I had the ability to do that. But God says you can do exceedingly. He promised to give you exceedingly abundantly all above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in here. I want to pray a prayer with those of you who say, I'm going to stop being a limiter. I want prayer that God will give me the ability to do something 
that I thought I could not do. God is placing something in your mind right now that you said, I could never get on a plane. I could, I could never speak before people. I could never go back to college. I could never be healed from that loss of a child. I could never. There is something that you think you could never have the ability to do. But God says, I'm going to open up an opportunity for you. I want everyone to stand to your feet for a moment. We're going to take, I purposely uh, ended at this time because I want some time to, sp uh, to spend some time praying for some of you at the altar. So if there is anyone in the house and you want prayer to do something that you thought you did not have the ability to do, there's something that I want to do, but I didn't think I had the ability to do. If that's you, come on to the altar. We're going to pray for you. Grab your neighbor's hand. Grab your neighbor's hand. Kind of squeeze it a little bit. Because let them know you're holding on to someone that refuses to let go. Ah, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we thank you right now that we're standing before you, God. And we're praying right now that the pain from our past will not keep us from the promise that you have for us, God. Ah, God. David, God, is the testimony that we share. He was able to kill lions and bears before he faced the giant. God, some of us had to go through the divorce. We had to go through the loss. We had to go through the pain. But God, we're still here right now, God. And it's because of what we've been through. We know what you're able to do through us, God. So we know that you're able, God. Ha, God. So we thank you for it, God. And Father, we pray from this day forward, God, that we walk in the potential the power, the promise that you have in, in us right now, God. God, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, God. God, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God, right now, somebody wants to step on us. Somebody wants to hate on us. Somebody wants to see us hurt, but God, we decree and declare that we're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit on today, God. God, that no weapon, God. Hallelujah, God. So, God, we thank you, Father, that you will get the glory. You will get the honor. You will get the praise, oh God. My praise shall be like it's never been before, God, because I know what you put out on the inside of us. So we thank you for it. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. If you believe that, clap those hands right now and give God glory. Oh, don't play with it. Clap those hands and give God glory. Hallelujah. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on and shout, He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think, according to the power that works within you.